Hi, gorgeous. So today is the podcast episode that I promised you yesterday. And this is really special um, on so, so many levels. It's also, like, how to say it? So we've talked a lot about the lingerie of our bodies, lingerie of our spirit, lingerie of even our anatomy, right? The the anatomy being a God's inside of your body. We've talked about the lingerie of your mind, the lingerie of your breath. Just so many things, lingerie of your hair. There's so many things that we've talked about, different avenues of your lingerie. But we haven't touched on makeup yet. And usually, if you think about it, that's the part that a lot of people... Hope you can hear me over that. (laughs) That car outside. But that's the part that a lot of people go straight to, right? Um, but we want to make sure our lingerie is on before we put up our makeup on. But it's through your makeup that you get to feel, heal, and really drop into your chakras, believe it or not. So this is what the gorgeous Robin's going to walk us through today. Now, this is an interview that we did um, a little over a year ago, so this has been under lock and key only for members in the Underneath Your Lingerie program. It's now being released to the public today, and because it was shot in a video form, there's demos throughout it because part of this is about how to clean your, clean your makeup brushes, and you'll hear us talk about in the episode Um but I mentioned how I realized that even just with the hair units I wear, like it's so important to take care of my hair underneath my head because my chakras reflect that, right? Um, well, the same thing actually goes for your brushes. And Robin talks about how she's noticed that, and don't feel called out when I say this, but clients who um, have a lot of makeup that they don't use are brushes that they that are dirty and aren't washed, their chakras, you can literally see like they're different um, and not in the best of ways. So again, I don't say that to blame anyone. Definitely call myself out here when I said this. Um, yeah, I have no idea, but it's all about how we own ourselves with lingerie. And the more that we own, touch on, and live in within this special lingerie of our bodies, the more that part of us can really come through, live in, and be in us within our bodies. So yeah, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Now, if for some reason, because I know some people listen to the podcast while you're driving, and you're like, dang it, like I was looking forward to this episode to listen to while I'm driving X, Y, and Z. You'll still get a lot out of it. It's just whenever you get to your destination, whenever you have time at the end of the night, make sure you watch the video too. That way you can watch the demo. And if you are listening to just audio only, then at the end of this podcast, I have a special um, kind of inside gift. Robin, I guess you can say so to speak. So Robin had... She was one of the women who was in your book, Your Sparkles Inside of You. And so we're reading kind of this personal story um, at the end of the podcast. But without further ado, Robin of Foxy Coronado. And if you would like to reach her, her social media links are below. But you can find her at 
Foxy Coronado, spelled C-O-R-O-N-A-D-O dot com. Um, Instagram, you can reach her at Foxy Coronado, just F-O-X-Y-C-O-R-O-N-A-D-O. And then Facebook, same thing, Foxy Coronado, F-O-X-Y-C-O-R-O-N-A-D-O. So the links are below, but you have them here as well. And I can't wait for you to hear this episode. It's a really good one. Love ya. Hi, beautiful. So today we have the gorgeous Robin from Foxy Coronado. Welcome to the party. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is all about how to live in our most feminine bodies. The most feminine design in your life is inside of your body. And it can look different on every single person because it's the energy. It's the way you wear, the way in which you wear yourself as a woman, right? Like everyone has a special genesequa, a special energy. And Robin here is going to walk us through how to do the most feminine makeup transformation of ourselves. So Robin, if you just share a little bit about yourself, what is Foxy Coronado? Well, hi, my name is Robin um, uh, and I created Foxy Coronado as a beauty parlor of business, um, I mean, of beauty. And it's basically, I help women reimagine their beauty through crystal and aromatherapy facials, body waxing, um, natural and color corrective makeup. Nice. And I also, um, I also affiliate, officiate, sorry, <laughs> officiate um, small weddings. So I'll marry people as well too. Um, oh, people amazing. that, yeah, people that um, either it's, you know, uh, LB um, community or it's somebody who has an age difference or somebody where they come back from different uh, backgrounds um, but they they love each other. They're in love. So as long as I think that's as gorgeous. Long as they love each other. Like I'm they're all, all good. good. Mm-hmm. And I apologize, guys. I'm gonna move inside because it was like quiet out here, and I'm like, let's record outside in a lush paradise. But now that they've started to mow, so I want to make sure we <laughs> actually get this. But I love that you unite people in all their aspects of beauty. That's gorgeous. Yes. And I do more than just um, do the procedure or do the service. I love to educate my clients as well, too. And so Jasmine um, had mentioned that she wanted to kind of give you guys a little insight and um, give you guys some little tips and tricks on some makeup. So my main thing um, we're going to start off with is sanitation. Okay. Because that is pure, pure, like all, whether you 
do makeup or not makeup. Um, sanitation is always a key in caring for yourself and, you know, for others. So we're going to, I'm actually going to show you a personal testament here. Um, is the interruption, but Robin had granted me this makeup class and we were talking about like brushes and cleaning them, which I didn't clean my brushes. <laughs> and I was sharing how I was watching some YouTuber and she mentioned that like the crown chakra makes like units or wigs that you wear in your head, you have to take care of the hair underneath it because it reflects your energy. It's your aura, right? Your crown chakra. And I shared that with you, Robin, and you mentioned like, yeah, like you notice even the clients that have like larger makeup kits, but it's all cluttered or it's like this stuff hasn't been washed for a while, their energy is off. So here we are putting stuff to beautify our bodies, but the energy is off we're putting on to bring us beauty. Where are we bringing ourselves? Yes. Um, sorry. Can, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going so back to are, the brushes. <laughs> yes, but you're absolutely right, Jasmine. Um, yeah, I've had clients to wear um, their makeup junkies, I guess is the best way to put it. They have makeup from Sephora, Ulta, like everywhere you can imagine. Um, and it's all not only cluttered, but it's also two brushes that they've had for two years and they're still using them. Um, and the makeup, like same thing with the makeup, like eyeshadow um, is only supposed to be good. Like once it's opened, you're only supposed to be using it for up to two years, depending on how long you're, you know, wearing it. Um, mascara, three months, three months. And I have one client that was using it. She had, had it for like, I think over three years. And she was like, oh, there's still a little bit left. I'm like, no, like you're you realize that you're your putting eyes. bacteria on on your body and yeah. then you're wondering why your lashes aren't growing you know yeah. yeah but then also too like you're cluttering you know in a spiritual or even like the chakras um as some people like to call them and I like to call them you're clouding that so mm -hmm. because your your chakra seven because there's seven chakras all together your chakra seven is is up here it's the crown okay see where I have a crown I love it <laughs> So um, it's the center connecting to something greater than oneself and it's mm -hmm. expressing wisdom and enlightenment. So when that's mm -hmm. cluttered, you know, then people are, you know, are wondering why they're not thinking clearly or, you know, why they can't come up with, you know, certain, you know, things or whatever. Um, so when it's balanced, you know, you feel stronger, um, you're unclouded. And you just have more of a joyful um, of life. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and when it's imbalanced, the chakra, one feels like a loss of themselves. Um, so they feel very insecure, very, you know, um, unloving about themselves. They start criticizing themselves. Um, some people I've even seen come into a depression. Um, that's and, crazy. So it's like yeah. you're putting makeup on and you're losing yourself more because the makeup and the brushes aren't clean. Mm -hmm. and a spiritual like uh abundance um i'm sorry spiritual uh abandonment as well too mm -hmm. um and a lack of connection to the universe mm -hmm. so because it's it's clouding it's it's not 
it's not being cleansed it's not taken care of you know so it's like okay well you don't care about me why should I care about you type of thing yeah you know what I mean? and if your universe is your body and the universe is your wings mm-hmm. that's a whole nother dimension yeah because there's there's two that you want to take care of not only the crown but then there's a chakra six which is the in between uh your eyebrows mm-hmm. and this one is so crucial and I tell everybody that one is so crucial because when you get mad um that that fogs it up that mm-hmm. clogs it up you know, and I have to tell people like when you get mad, you know, or if you get sad, like just kind of put your little temple like to two fingers uh, here where the chakras are mm-hmm. and just push a little bit on it because you, mm. you need to release, you need to release, you know. Yeah. Um, but the chakra, this chakra is the center of um, intuition, imagination and um, perspective. So when this chakra is balanced, one feels a strong um, intuition, a connection to oneself and mentally fit. When it's unbalanced, it's um, you have mental blocks, you're overthinking things. Um, and I like to, because uh, with this one, this is where like anxiety comes from, I feel like when from most mm. of my clients and, um, and they're not mental, um, sorry, lacks a lacks the depth so they're not fully being capable of like coming up with ideas they're not you know thinking clearly um any of that and you know what I kind of think too like even coming to this conversation I wore like this piece of like orange lingerie with this white bra underneath with the flower in my hair you know what I mean you put Mm -hmm. the tiara on and you have a gorgeous shirt and like you have the most beautiful environment behind you everything's Mm -hmm. an energy so even to like Mm -hmm. our throat chakra it's like our throat chakra probably picks up what lipstick we put on our lips when you think about it you know yeah and and it's all connected all seven of them yeah so um so when all seven of them are balanced, you know, it's a, it's a transformation, yeah. not only for the body, but, you know, for the chakras as well, too. So you see a physical, you know, you feel an emotional transformation and you feel sometimes um, if you um, believe in spirits and God and all that, then you have a spiritual transformation as well, too, because it's all connected in the, you know, the universe. I love it. Makeup via this chakras. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. So back to taking care of your brushes. (laughs) (laughs) Back to taking care of our brushes. Yes. So I had to go. And so I have like a dirty brush right here that I used earlier. I don't know if you can see. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. dirty. So I know some people, they like to get those little bowls that all you have to do is just put the brush in there and mm-hmm. it cleans it itself. Like it literally takes the brush and like rotates it. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. You've seen those? Okay. So yeah. that's fine. The only thing is that to be careful because you don't want to be wetting this all the time. This is oh, where okay. your bristles are. This is okay. your main route for your brushes. Okay. okay? So when this area gets wet constantly, 
Yeah. Then you're going to, your brushes aren't going to be, you know, good. They're not going to last as long. So, so if you do that, you only want to go in just a little bit. Okay. A little bit, maybe right here or right here, not all the way up here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I have a lot of clients that do that with the ones that they have it. They'll stick it all the way into the bowl and it's like right there. And I'm just like, and I mean this as the water, not the bowl. I mean the water. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why, why does this need to get br- like wet right. with all that water? Right. Right. What you need to do is take a Clorox wipe or get a Lysol and spray it on a, pa- a paper towel and wipe okay. this down. Okay. 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 That's yeah. all you need to do for this. Okay. Now, if you're going to do it, uh, the other way, which I like to do it because I feel like, because I'm OCD, I like to make sure my, my brushes <laughs> like, are clean, clean. So I do, all the way. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I do it the old fashioned way. Girl, get- listen, I have to show and tell. So I literally had to throw away some of my brushes. Robin was like, so this is what you're using on your face. I thought it was like reverse when I used to train clients to go to their fridges and throw away their ice cream. Yeah. That's what she did to my brushes. <laughs> yes. I, the, I, guys, I am a terrible liar. So my facial expression was, yeah, she was just looked at me. She said, you don't even say anything. <laughs> Cause I'm like, girl, really? Like, <laughs> let me educate you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah but it was she she's good now i, I think right right yes yes <laughs> good as i feel like you can see la from texas to florida what happened <laughs> oh yeah i'm all like yeah, i gotta come see you one day <laughs> and i'm just gonna show up and be like surprise and you're gonna be like We're here one second. I'm so happy to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I get this and it's a little scrubber. I don't know if you can see it. Got some light, but it's got, it's got two different scrubbers. There we go. So see the top, Mm -hmm. the top I like to use for the smaller ones. Okay. This one I'll use for the bigger ones and then go in with this one. But if so it's the smaller you, where brushes. Where do you get the scrubber? Or if they contact you, can they get it? So this one, this mm-hmm. one I'm sold out of. I have okay. some I have some more coming in probably this one. Um, is it, I think next month they're supposed okay. to be coming in. Okay. Um, and I sell mine as a set. So you get this and you get the... Uh, the brush and sponge cleanser. Okay. And can you share your we website? Go. That way they know. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you post it um, and, and not show it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I like about this is, um, because you just put it on your fingers. Okay. Okay. And so you'll get your, your brush and soap cleanser as well, too. Okay. And I'm doing, I'm not doing this in the, <laughs> in the, um, in the uh, bathroom. So work with me people. Okay. 
I like how you modify. There we go. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, so remember, like I said, you just want to get like a little bit of water. Okay. Okay. Trying to drown those brushes. And normally, you know, it wouldn't even take this long, but because I'm using that kind of water. Then you're going to go in with your brush cleanser and you're going to go like that. Okay. And you see how it's getting all of that off from mm -hmm. there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're just going to get that. You're going to go back in here and you're going to go like this. Now, I normally like to do it and put more water on here and then go back and finish cleaning it. Okay. Okay. And then mm -hmm. go back here. I like this one because like I said, it gets in deeper into the bigger brushes. And this is just perfect for the little brushes. It doesn't even take that long. And I can see everything coming off into that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the good thing. And then you rinse it off again. Clean this off so I can make sure. Go for round two just to make sure. And how often do they need to be cleaned again? For the after, brushes? For the brushes? Mm -hmm. You want to do it after every use. But if you cannot do it after every use, I would at least do it once a day. Okay. So right before you go to bed, Mm -hmm. I would make a habit of doing your brushes. Because I know there's times where I am in a rush in the morning and I don't, I don't brush, uh, cleanse my brushes. So what I'll do is that at the end of my day, when I'm getting brushing my teeth, I brush my teeth and then I clean my brushes. Because the Brushing my teeth helps me remember that, hey, I need to clean my brushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's great to have habits see? like that when you link them up together. Mm -hmm. So see, and that's it. Yeah. And you see how clean it is now? Yeah, and it's easy. Yeah, I didn't even get my fingers wet either. Yeah, that's really easy. Super easy. And then, of course, like your soap, all you do is just run it under water. Uh-huh. Um, and then, let me see here. I got this. All you're gonna do is run it under water for a little bit, get it off. And then you get a paper towel. Mm -hmm. And you just clean it. All you do, okay. you're just getting- Wow, that's super easy. It's all you're doing. That's you're just really cleaning easy. off. It's like, it's like, uh, that's it. Wow. And then it's ready for the next round. Wow. Yeah, that's really fast. Mm-hmm. That's super fast. Yeah, so that's all you do on that as far as like cleaning your brushes. Um, and I know some people, some of my clients, um, 
I've kind of got them in the habit of using because they're like, well, I don't want to be washing like seven, eight brushes every night or every morning before I go to work. So I tell them, well, the main thing you need is your, depending on their skin type, a foundation brush, an eyeshadow brush, and an eyebrow brush. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things. Because everything else, simple, you can use a disposable. Disposables, if you are one of those people that, I don't want to say lazy, but... <laughs> Um, or lazy or they have a lot to do um, or that feel like they can't um, get into that habit, you know, because they're not um, disciplined um, in doing that or um, or you just, just don't want to do it. Like you just want to be more like on the cleaner, cleaner side, then mm-hmm. you want to get, like I said, the sponge, you can even get a disposable sponge for mm-hmm. your foundation. And this is all depending on your skin type. Now for dry, if you're gonna use this um, for dry skin, you wanna wet it, then do your foundation, um, which if it's foundation, you wanna do more of a, uh, of a cream or like a liquid foundation. Okay, and then do it. Because the only reason why I always say to kind of wet it a little bit and make it damp mm-hmm. is because when you put your foundation, like, and if, if it's professional foundation as well, too, um, it's going to give you kind of like a little glow and it's going to keep your skin hydrated because your skin's dry. Uh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. sometimes the foundation, when you do it just like this and you have dry skin, it's going to make it cakey. It's going to make it look uh, like, you know, and you don't like, it's just, that's how your skin is, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, or, um, especially if you don't put moisturizer on before you put your foundation, definitely do this. But if okay. you put moisturizer on, um, before you put your foundation, then the moisturizer is also good too. You can just literally put your foundation on then and not even wet it. But just you just need to make sure that your face is is um, hydrated when you have dry skin. Now, if it's oily skin, it's more you want to do more of like a powder, um, a powder foundation. Um, and even then, like if you you can still use this, but I more preferably um, tell my clients to use a, a foundation brush, um, mm-hmm. just because that's going to help you more because. You have oily skin, so you have a, you already have all that moisture and everything like that. And sometimes, like my clients, they have um, overly um, oiliness. So this is going to do. Sorry. So this is not going to be as effective as the brush because when you have the brush, you can go in there and you can mix, you mm. know, your oils mm. along with, you know, and kind of get it to where you need to be. Whereas this, you're just going in and you're just dabbing it, you know, you can't really like mix it in with, you know, with your skin. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I love it. These are these are awesome. Also, too. These are your best friends, mascara ones. So you can just okay? throw them away. Mm-hmm. So you can just throw them away. Okay. And you can get 
a lot of them shoot I get them I get them professionally so I get them from New York um but you can always get some from Amazon Amazon has like a hundred count you know um for like I think five to like ten dollars or something like Mm -hmm. that and that'll last you a long time okay um so these are really good for when you're putting you know um doing your eyebrows um also too like if you want to like if you have your own mascara you don't have to worry about that i'm putting it but these are good after you get your mascara and you have those lumps you just go in there and you just twirl a little bit and let me see if i can do it See, you just twirl a little bit and you get your lumps out. Oh, wow. As you're moving up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. And then with this, when you're doing your eyebrows, you know, it's more of just brushing it, making sure like, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. So because you're just going to brush it like this Mm -hmm. and get more of a shape of your eyebrow before you fill it in oh okay because yeah. you yeah you always want to do brush your um your eyebrows before you fill it in mm-hmm. okay because it's just going to be a whole lot easier where you need to um, fill in mm-hmm. because sometimes when you when you don't brush you think you need some of uh filling in here or here and in reality you don't it just needs to be brushed through just like when mm-hmm. you brush your hair yeah yeah you know that I makes mean? sense yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is hair. I have I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then I have um some of the girls who like to mix their lipsticks, mm-hmm. you know, um, or their lip glosses and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, but they don't like the fact that um when they do that, that sometimes depending on the you know, brand or um, where they got it from, that it the first lipstick or the lip gloss transfers over to the applicator on the second lip gloss or lip liner. Right. Um, yeah. Not lip liner, lip gloss or lipstick. Yeah. So with that, I always tell people, get you some of these. These are also your best friend as well, too. Let me see if I can. And it's like a lipstick applicator that you can get on it Amazon. Is, there we go. It is a lipstick applicator as well, too. It's just That's like the idea. one. It's just like the one that comes in your lipstick. Um, right. Not your lipstick, but your um, lip gloss. Mm-hmm. So use this and then throw it away. You can even, too, if you don't want to... Um, your lip gloss and you're mixing not the lip gloss the lipstick and you're mixing the lipsticks you can Mm -hmm. even just grab this get a little bit of the lipstick on um this do your lipstick and then throw this away get another one do whatever and go from there so i love it yeah yeah those are amazing you even have and these these are really good let me see here if I can do it. There we go. These are really good for lip glosses or or glitter because I have a client who loves putting glitter on her lips. <laughs> so the clear glitter. So I always I tell her, glitter. put this, 
because then you're able to move it, the glitter around where you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's not going to sit there in that one spot where you just applied it. You're able to move. <laughs> you're able to move the glitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I love her. She's an older lady and she's like, uh, she loves life. I mean, she's not, if you're wearing glitter on your lips, it's already a sign that you're in a whole nother category. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the exactly. sign you're doing life right. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That so, is yeah, so, so you amazing. Can, you can do those. Um, and then you ask like where you can get them at, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can get those. If you are near uh, Sally's Beauty, they have mm-hmm. them or... Um, any beauty store that um, that retails to the public, you can get them. Um, I prefer, I always recommend um, if they're on a budget to go to with Amazon. Mm-hmm. They may not be the best applicators, but it's something for a start. Um, and just because, just because like you can get a whole lot, anywhere from 50 to 100 for like really cheap. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. 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 Because Sally's beauty, you get like 12 of them and it's like $6 and 50 cents. Yeah. Only 12. Yeah. So, but with like, with Amazon, you get like, like I said, about 50 or a hundred and it costs about the same amount that you would spend at Sally's. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're not getting the same quality though, but it's a good start. It's it's a good start. Yeah. 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 And then um, I've even had some people ask me if I can order them for them because like I said, I get my stuff from New York from a professional line. So it's a little bit more user-friendly, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like a special request. Like you can just always ask me. I don't put it on the line online on my website or anything like that so I love it yes, chakra yes, care. yes. it's so funny because yes. you hear about all this other stuff for chakras but you never hear about makeup so this is really healthy to learn about mm-hmm. this yeah and I'm gonna at the end I'm gonna um kind of explain some uh aroma aromas that you can uh, do like incense or like yeah. um, in a diffuser um, yeah. to kind of help you as well too. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the end of cleaning the brushes. Okay. Um, the next tip that I was gonna do is how to curl your eyelashes naturally with your eyelash curler. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Because yeah, I once saw a documentary about a geishas with something like, yeah. Okay. I'll be quiet. You yeah. talk. Yep. <laughs> so you have your eyelash color. Okay. And you always, always, cause I have a lot of clients that, that always they've been told wrong. They always tell me like, Oh, well, I'm supposed to put my mascara on before I put my curl my um curl my lashes Mm -hmm. and I'm like no you need to curl your lashes before you put your mascara on Mm -hmm. and the reason so is because 
and you do it that way, you're actually damaging your eyelashes. Because when you think about it, you're putting your mascara on, right? And then you're right. going in with this tool and you're literally trying to like, def like transform your eyelashes into a certain way that you want it. Oh, I see. Once I, you already put mascara on, which kind of hardens them in that shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, because, okay. yeah. Because like okay. I tell clients, it's not like, it's not like hair gel where you need that to like hold it up. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, if you do like curl your lashes after you put mascara on, it should be one maybe two um, small little pumps. That's it. Okay. okay. It, yeah. Your curling, your curling should be done, should be done before you put your mascara on. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, cause like us, like it's your eyelashes, it's breaking, it's uh, making them brittle mm -hmm. when you're doing it that way too. And then so then people wonder why like they wake up and they're rubbing their eyes and they have all these lashes coming off. Mm, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and I say this and I'm actually put my mascara on. So I'm actually going to <laughs> We're going to I'm like, we're going to so, like she I'm hasn't sorry, done this. <laughs> but it's because I put my oh, mascara sorry. on already, but I want to show you guys this. So I'm willing to damage my eyelashes for you. <sighs> Give me a moment. <laughs> you, all right, after she just gave us a three-minute lecture. <laughs> and I told I told Jasmine too when I got on the call. And I was just like, you know, it's like, I was like, I couldn't go around just walking without mascara on. I was like, but I want to do this for you guys. Like, I want to show you. <laughs> She's committed, Jesse. Thank you for your commitment. <laughs> so yeah thank you <laughs> I'm like trying not to cry here <laughs> so you're gonna get your eyelash curler and you're gonna go in and you always want to make sure that this middle part is even with your, the core of your eye the middle of your eye uh-huh so when you make sure you're looking straight you want to give three small little pumps Okay. And uh -huh. the third one can be like, you can hold it for like maybe two to five seconds if you want okay. it to, but then you want to go up and as you're going up, you're going to be curling. That's definitely not how I used mine. Okay. Yeah. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you want to do that maybe like depending on your eyelashes. Okay, because um, mine, I have to do them like two times like that, and then I'm good. Okay. Then it's up there, okay. and then and then I go in and I'm putting my mascara on. Okay, and when you're doing your mascara, you want to make sure all the clump. Don't go in. I don't even have my mascara here, but you don't want to. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Here's my mascara. Okay. You don't want to go in and you don't want to, 
I'm, I'm going to destroy this, but it, I have just a little bit left, so it's okay. Um, you don't want to go in and keep doing this. That's oh, you a don't? No, no. Oh. Oh, no. oh, okay. Yes, of course. No. Yeah. No, no. Because <laughs> you're putting air, you're putting air into your mascara. Yeah. And it's drying out the mascara. Oh, so don't yeah. do that. I don't want to do that. She, yeah, yeah, because a lot of people, because I got a lot of clients, I said too, that they were just like, that's how my mama taught me, and I'm just like, I know, but listen to this, my sister, okay? Like, <laughs> this is a no. <laughs> like, okay? wow. <laughs> like literally, what you're gonna do is you're just going to go up a little bit and yes. swirl around. And then take it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you're going to go in and you're going to, you're going to go in and you're going to do your lashes. Okay. And after what I like to do is that after you've done the eyelash curl. Yeah. And what I like to do is go a little bit on top too. And just swirl, swirl it. And then go back underneath. So this is such an elementary question here, but how are you able to do the top without pushing the eyelash back down without ruining your curl? Because that's the beauty when you do the eyelash, the eyelash mm -hmm. curl, mm -hmm. is that it's set there. And oh, so that's why you want to go from yeah, that's why you want to go from oh, the I bottom. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why you want to go from the bottom. Start with the bottom because that's gonna lock in. That mascara is going to lock in that position. Mm -hmm. And then when okay. you go on top, you're just barely going on top and swirling a little bit. And that's it. You see, like I'm not even doing a full swirl. Yeah. It's just because like I want, I don't want, um, I want it to look dark and full. And yeah. in case if I have like any um, eyeshadow that accidentally got on my lashes, I don't want them to see that either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm going back in there, and then like I do a little, a little swirl on top, and then I go back and I do the bottom again. I never do my bottom lashes. People think I do, and I don't. Hmm. I don't. All I do, literally, is go down here, and I brush them. All I do. And that's all you do. I brush them. But use a different mascara wand for each eye because each That's, eye I mean, is a that, different yeah. or, is a different organ. And yeah, I just yeah. But that's all I do. And people I think I it. and people think I actually like put mascara on my lashes on the bottom. I'm like, no. no. Why would I? Like, yeah. Like, no. You're not you're not supposed to. Like, yeah, but that's all you do is just go in there. Like I said, one, two, three pumps, and then go like that, all the way up as you're pushing. Huh? Yeah, that's really. I don't cool. know if you see the difference because I'm like, I'm all like, that's really cool. It's, and you can see the difference when you yeah. don't have mascara on, and then when you put the mascara on. Because even Thank if you've you, got those yeah. volume, those volume uh, mascaras, like, mm -hmm. bam, you, you're going to see the difference. You're going to see the difference. Mm -hmm. 
I love it because it's like you're literally telling and showing us the couture details. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff people don't normally talk about, but it's such <laughs> a shift that's going to be like a huge thing. You know, it's kind of like you got dressed and mm -hmm. you have this most fabulous dress on, but like these wonky panties that like aren't <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> This is like yep. kind of it with makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. This has been beautiful. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Such a gift. So you have mentioned some aromas, some like oh yes, 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 yes. So um, so yes, yeah, some aromas that you want to do um for your chakra seven um. If you're feeling it, remember the chakra sevens right here. Mm -hmm. um, you want to do like an organic um, and angelica um, and elamine and uh, olibanum, I believe it's what it is. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do them all together. You can just do, you can do them separate if you find them separate. Um, I can actually... Um, I don't know if I put something in the chat, will it show up or? I think so. I'm not sure, but if you like email or text me it, I'll put a form below this video so they can click the document and okay. then I'll have okay. those names on it that way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then for your chakra six, which is between your um, eyebrows, you want to do an organic um, petrograin orange or a... Uh, Garamin, Garamin mm -hmm. oil. And all you're going to do literally is, I know some, some of them, like they'll do like, a, like the candle scents, but mm -hmm. I like it. And I think that's more effective is the diffusers. So when you get yeah, like I the oils the and you put it in the diffusers and that way it goes, not only you know, cause like the can't, like the little incense, like you normally want to do them over your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then let them, you know, diffuse or whatever, but the diffuser diffuser is the entire room. Yeah. So you, you can, you know, you don't really necessarily have to do it over your body, but it's the entire room. So every single time you come in and out of that room, it's going to help you rebalance. You know what I, I mean? always say like your energy rolls out the red carpet for you before you even roll in. So it's kind of like your energy gets to sniff it even before the rest of you does. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause she's walking ahead of you. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes. Oh, that's gorgeous. Well, thank you so much. And you know, now I feel like you have a tear on your head and now I feel like <laughs> With this advice now, like we can all wear ourselves as one. So this is beautiful. I know. I'm glad you like it. This is just for you. Oh, I appreciate the Tierra life. I was just like, you know me well. You know me well. I'm surprised I wasn't wearing. Yeah, you know me well. I did the rose today, but yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have one on. I'm just like, I think I feel lonely now. No, 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 no. I almost like, ran I and got mine one. as soon as I saw yours. I was like. <laughs> Oh, she's loving it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just got this one because you know me. Like, I don't like it to be all big and like to show it to everybody. I'm just like, I like the smaller ones. I like, I like yeah. the whole princess setting crowns. And meanwhile, I'm like, boom. Yeah, you like the queen ones. <laughs> where they're like all like this, and I'm just like, 
I'm all like, no, like I want the princess one because you only need to see it, you know, like you should know it already. Like I don't need, I don't need that massive crown for you to like know that I'm the queen. Like, yeah, uh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just different. I like it. I like the smaller uh, one. Feminine energy and femininity comes in all different flavors. It's they're all delicious. That's right. That's right. well I love it no go ahead go ahead oh I was just gonna say like I was reading your um your story about I guess a video about the Mendoza yes oh I was meaning to ask you about that this is a great way to end this video yes 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 so share your website where they can find you then I'll tell us we'll end up in the Medusa I'll share the Medusa story (laughs) okay so yeah, so uh, my name is Robin, and I own Foxy Coronado, located in San Antonio, Texas. You can uh, reach me at 210-779-5221, or visit our website at www.foxycoronado.com. I love it. And she also does virtual sessions, as I'm sure as you can tell. Yes, <laughs> yes session today so it's all about the chakra experience so thank you so much thank you thank you so yes let me share about medusa so i used to be terrified about this medusa right with the snakes even the snakes representing kundalini rising divine femininity i struggled with that in the outer transformation and then chloe bailey recently came out with a video called like have mercy and early in the year, she had been shamed a lot because they're so used to seeing her as like the sweet girl and not as this sexy, you know, and she's like, you know, it's okay for like men get to use our bodies and stuff and our energy and videos. Why can't I do it for myself and still do it in a classy way and it be myself, right? So she had Medusa and I'm like, this is kind of interesting. Why would you have Medusa in this video, you know? as it and it's interesting too because the video ends with her laying next to this greek statue and so i finally looked it up and i didn't realize this but medusa is actually an ethiopian queen and um back when we have alexander quote the great because that's what he himself as. <laughs> he came down he conquered kemet and when he got into ethiopia he was met with this queen who was the brother um, who was his, her, her brother was the king, right? And she's the queen. And she was known for being really beautiful. And Ethiopians were known for their queens. Their queens are very smart. They were intelligent and they had this beauty. It was just like rumored around. So everyone knew about like the queens of Ethiopia. And she's sitting there on her throne and there's two elephants. She's on top of the elephant and her army's next to her. And Alexander couldn't conquer. He couldn't conquer it. They had like a screamish thing, I think, the next day, but he couldn't conquer Ethiopia. And so he had to leave. Oh, side note, in the Queens, I cannot pronounce it, um, but they are given the title of Candace. Like that's how well known Ethiopian word for their Queens that they had a title reserved to them that translate roughly into Candace, but I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, and so the Greeks vilified this whole Medusa character and they created her as these snakes, but the snakes are actually the dreadlocks on this queen of Ethiopia's head. And it, you can really see how like Chloe was literally laying there next to the Greek statue. So I think she knew, you know what I mean? I think she knew of that because, and that's a story you never hear about. 
right? Right. It's always yeah. the goddesses you never hear about. And what secret mm-hmm. power is this? And what does it say about us that we're literally surrounded with like your makeup and the effects mm-hmm. or aura? That affects our Kundalini, which affects, I mean, there's levels to that. There's higher levels to that, which infuse program, the sex appeal, divine femininity of your own energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love it because when I was reading it, I was just like, because I, I actually like Medusa. <laughs> See, I did so, it, but a lot so of people are now, now someone like, else told me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's like well she turned you into stone and like she's got snakes I'm like and I don't like snakes but for some reason I like Medusa really and I think so it was like secretly new it's like you think they're snakes yes spreading out from your body wow yes yes wow and I and I just felt like she always had like a misreputation like of her like you were right and you I know? never realized and that, hear I that I'm just like her. You're like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cause like, uh, Mandusa, like, um, cause you know me, like I love Egypt. So I like, I'm all about Cleopatra. Um, yeah. which yeah. even surprised- the now has, a I know. <laughs> which surprise note, I kind of somewhat may have figured out how to do a milk bath, but it's not going to be called a milk bath yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> no <laughs> oh i'm gonna come back to oh. texas just to try that yeah I, I i'm hoping to have everything everything by november or december but i think i figured out a way to do it in my studio wow without, okay so people, now yeah because people were like reason. Just, just move, just move your bed and put like a, put like a bath, like a tub and then like have people do that. I'm like, it's too much work. I got a small room. <laughs> <laughs> no, this but is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah. You know, and to go back to the goddess thing, cause the Greeks, I didn't even really realize this until recently, but there was a 40 year anniversary, a 40 year university. And I remember we're in Africa, but it's 40 year university down in Africa. And the law and the Greeks actually learned at the university, but the longest any Caucasian person spent there was like eight years. So think about how much oh. history was lost. Yeah, all that was burned. And Ethiopia was actually the only country that was never colonized. Like, who was it? I remember Spencer and like someone occupied it for a few years, but never colonized. But yeah, but it's, it's so crazy to think that information's lost but it's not lost because it's alive within our bodies like whenever you listen to belly dance music I kind of feel my inner Cleopatra come alive yes yes I'm still trying to find a place that does belly dancing here <laughs> oh I've been doing it I've been doing it like yeah I do it like twice yeah a day. It's amazing it's amazing yeah. but but beautiful so this yes. is our <laughs> this is our Feminine, feminine energy. I wanted to be able to give you the full goddess package. And when you prep for the stage in bikini, your makeup is definitely part of the package. So yes. <laughs> welcome to your feminine energy. Yes, because you feel beautiful with or without makeup. So yes, always take care of yourself. Yourself yes. is number one important. Never always. forget that. Always. And you are beautiful. <laughs> take it from the phoenix status. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Hi, gorgeous. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Doesn't it make you just think differently and feel completely different about your body? You know, a few months ago, I actually messaged Robin because I was like, oh my goodness, there's this entire town. Um, this was back when I was living in San Diego. And I was like, there's this entire town where, well, it's not in San Diego at all, but it's called Coronado Beach. And if you're a Marilyn Monroe fan, you might know it from, I think, I believe it was Some Like It Hot was filmed there. And um, they even have a special bookstore. It's all Marilyn It's so, so fun. Um, it was a couple of my girlfriends and we just had so much fun there. But I share it to say, I didn't know that Coronado meant crown, and Mama's name is Robin Coronado, Foxy, Foxy Coronado. <laughs> and when you walk throughout this town, there's a literal crowns everywhere. There's even a waterfall that has this crown in the middle, and there's water coming out of it. So I took pictures and I showed it to her. It's like, look, look, um, which I think is just. You know, I shared this is going to be our last episode, whether permanently or for a while, but it, it's such, um, there's a crown, there's crowns out there, there's crowns out there, and I'll be completely transparent, I'm still learning to love and own mine, <laughs> um, you know, but um, I just thought it was so cool that there's these beautiful crowns and there's a secret place of crowns out there and so where you can connect with robin is again at her at her website is foxy coronado f-o-x-y coronado c-o-r-o-n-a-d-o dot com you can find her on instagram at foxy coronado f-o-x-y-c-o-r-o-n-a-d-o and on Facebook at Foxy Coronado as well. So I promised you this special kind of gift. And Robin, um, the way we met was absolutely incredible. <laughs> we met back when I was designing the second set of wings. So I've told this story a lot of times and I'm pretty sure you're probably tired of hearing it. But before I left for Texas, I had originally in Maryland, I created these big wings, right? And always loved Victoria's Secret and the wings you would see at Victoria's Secret store. And I would watch Tyra Banks walk down the runway in wings and I would see her and I'd be like, oh my goodness. Like I would, I used to dream and think like when I get to be a woman, that meant getting to feel how Candace Adriana Lima, Giselle, I don't know whose yours was, maybe yours was Heidi, whoever your favorite one was, um, like, I wonder what it would, like, like, Tyra Banks was the one for me, I thought that's what it meant to be as a woman, and I think, I don't know if I took the episode down, I think I might have even shared it, I once saw um, an old thing of one of the old Victoria's Secret fashion show and Adriana Lima is um well I kind of butchered the way I was going to share it but Tyra Banks is walking down the runway and you see this model kind of looking at her stage and the model looks like 
she can only like kind of dream like she looks so in awe of Tyra and Tyra's walking around like this is her height of heyday which I mean Tyra's still in her heyday come on I know a lot of people don't like her but Tyra's my girl and um that was to me the first woman I ever saw you know essential kind of embodied and even today I have a picture of her up in these wings and their final final stage of transformation would have dyed them pink but it's so curious because the mom in the corner looked familiar the one that was looking at Tyra and I was like who is that who is that and that's the thing it was Adriana Lima that's why I realized the model was Adriana Lima before she would realize she was Adriana Lima so that's just to say within life we're all going to have I don't think that's failures. I think of it calls as pre-Adriana Lima moments. Instead of thinking things as failures now, I try and think of it as pre-Adriana Lima moments. This podcast is full of pre-Adriana Lima moments, right? I'll be completely transparent with you. When I look underneath my lingerie, I, right now, I hate myself because who I am underneath my lingerie. And this isn't the episode to go into the nitty and gritty of that, but like who am I to have a podcast about loving it if that's where I am right now? Um, But in the small moments where I do feel what it feels like to be healthy and the moments where I meet someone who doesn't hurt me, the moments I don't have to hold back who I am, it's... I literally cry because those moments are so good. And I'd rather cry because those moments are so good versus crying because they hurt. So um, when I um, actually let me go ahead and read what Robin shared with me. And then I can kind of share with you the story behind how I met her. So this is something. And I think the... So I'm reading it from the book, and I'll put the link to the book below. Um, so is it is really the first time when we when we interview each other, and I shot herself wearing the new improved wings that I had redesigned when I moved to Texas. I couldn't take the big wings that I designed in Maryland with me; they wouldn't fit in my car. <laughs> Just moving with everything to fit in my Camry, so I threw the structure away. Um, got to Texas, only spent thirty dollars in gas. The rest was paid from with gift cards people gave me. My old VS store gave me enough money for the first month's rent at where I was, at um, the Pine Finder place. I remember one member called her sister in Fort Worth, so I stayed there. And then a family um, from Maryland that had moved to Texas from our church found out that I was going to be heading there, so they opened their home up to me. I stayed there for 10 days until I found a place in Craigslist. And it's insane because... The whole time I've been watching Creed 2, and when I walked into this place on Craigslist, not only did I realize a few months later that I had originally seen this in a nightmare, which was in a dream years ago, I mean years ago, the same couple I was not seen there, but also the same things that were in Creed 2 in terms of workout equipment, you know, ex-trainer being like geeking out on workout equipment was in the backyard. <laughs> this guy had it in his backyard and in his um, garage. So crazy. Um, actually, yeah, let me tell you where I met her right here. And so I'd rebuilt these wings and the woman that I was renting from, she had um, known that I was working on this book, Your Sparkles Inside of You. 
and she saw it on, um, I had seen a video of Sierra dancing. She's dancing to this thing, to this music video, thinking about you. And she's so happy. And so many people said like, well, you know, that's because she found her man. It's because she found Russell Wilson. I was like, well, what if you can get that glow without having a man? And I kind of, I'm going to say, I think she did. I think she did. And I think Russell might've added to or magnified it, but I think she did. And so I wanted to know how to find that feeling. And so I was working on this book, interviewing a different woman on how do you really find your sparkle when your wings are on the ground? And I posted in a Facebook group because, I know the story's taking a little bit, because the woman I was renting from, she said, well, you have these gorgeous wings that you've redesigned. You know, when I arrived in Texas, I rebuilt the wings. But instead of doing the biggest, boldest form, I goddess them which means I put in the simplest shape and I put in the most sex appeal in the world into it, which is what we can do every single day as we design our mind, our spirit, our breath, our bodies. And so I got us these wings. And what I did is women came, they, some came and told their stories, some wrote in, some sent messages in. And I remember one woman who actually edited the book for me. She said this book helped her so much. Um, because of the book and she edited the story so she really got to take the stories in when you edit and you do that and she's like not only did I realize what you did she's like I know it takes a lot to write and redo these stories um wow I'm just remembering something she shared with me this lady shared with me um Oh, so this woman's name was Nancy Miller and she had shared with me that she used to work at a lingerie store too and it kind of stinks because on the one hand, she told me how unloved she felt by other people. And she died the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and the outpour of love on her page, I wish she'd have felt that in real life because I know from talking to her personally, she never got to feel it. And I wish I shown to her more. I was deep in the role play of my transformation. And I really wish I hadn't had such a wall up. Um, so it's something I'm still working on forgiving myself for. But she did say this book. She's like, because of the book, your sparkles inside of you. This is before she even got sick. This is me she even say it. She's like, because of this book. I don't have to leave. I don't have to leave the earth with my keys locked up with who I am. And that's why the entire book was designed. So, oh, okay. Um, so, um, and the funny thing about Robin is when I put up the post, because I literally had people call in, people wrote stuff in, you know, different people have different ways that they communicate their messages the best. And um, I'll put a link to it below. It's just on Kindle right now, but you don't even have to have um, Kindle. Just get on Amazon. It's $3.99. And Amazon provides a free cloud reader so that we can just read it within the app on your screen. Um, but when Robin saw my Facebook post, I posted in a group of like Texas models and photographers and asked if anyone would be willing to share their story and do a photo shoot in the wings. 
And she saw it and she actually didn't think of herself. She thought of her neighbor. And so her neighbor came and shot with me. And after her neighbor came and shot with me, she told Robin, like, no, you have to do it because of the experience she had to me, she had with me. She's like, you have to do it. And so Robin came and she shot and she shared this story I'm about to share with you. And I don't remember how long later it was, but further on down the road, when I put up a group looking for um, women who were both into feminine energy and business, both Dora, who was on a podcast with Robin earlier, um, and Robin replied, and we formed this group where every Monday we would have Mimosa, Mon- Mimosa Monday, <laughs> if I can say the word, and we would talk about feminine energy, and that's when we really learned and we discovered the goddesses together, and it all started from these wings. So this is Robin's story. You need to tell your heart to beat again. That's the quote that I highlighted from her story. If I were to tell a gorgeous person how to find their wings, the first thing I would tell them is, we are all born gorgeous, but maybe need to work on yourself first for you to truly see it for yourself. How can you love somebody else, including God, if you're religious, if you cannot love yourself first? You could be named the sexiest woman alive, but lack a beautiful heart or soul, which is where true beauty lies in this world. Are you humble? Are you grateful for the little things? True love, true friendship, your health, your job, etc. in life? Are you confident with your body, your thoughts, your actions? Do you believe in yourself? Do you take accountability for your actions or your words? Yet, are you the kind of person so quick to judge, criticize other people for something that you're doing exactly the same thing in life? Can you look in the mirror and be proud of the person? physically, mentally, and spiritually looking back at you? Can you let go of the guilt? Can you forgive someone, including yourself? Life is not easy. It's very hard and will attack you to the ground. Over the years, you need to dust yourself off from falling to the ground. You will get up and try again, even if it's a thousand times. You will make many sacrifices along the way. We go through life with struggles and upturns, losing a loved one, a divorce. Sometimes it can be blessing disguise, financial stability, failure, bullied by others, U.S. gender-based wage gaps, sexual harassment, etc. I know that a lot of people are surrounded by negativities these days and tested every second of every moment in their lives. I've realized that our wings are wounded after each battle we have in our lives. The wounds can be internal. These are wounds that you are holding inside of your wings and you hold inside of your body that you think that you dealt with and you haven't dealt with at all until a certain action happens or you hear a word and you relapse. Or the wounds can be on the outside of your wings. For example, someone who has been abused or someone who has self-harmed their body and they still have that mark or that scar they see when they look in the mirror. And if you haven't dealt with that, it will eat away at you as well, too. It's outside of the wings, but it makes you lose your glow because you haven't dealt with it yet. It's our broken hallelujah because we're not rejoicing in our glow. I actually believe that's a song, Broken Hallelujah. I believe we don't lose our wings unless you give them away. You can lose a leg or an eye, but our wings are made out of invisible pearls the day we were born into this world. 
During my 32 years on this earth, the first time I wounded my wings was when I gave my family powers over me. As a little girl, my mom's mom belittled me by criticizing my physical looks. She would call me fat, tell me that I need to lose weight because I looked ugly, no one will love you unless you're skinny, etc. On my actions, she would call me stupid. I'll never amount to anything, etc. I've seen my mom's mom only three or four times since I was six years old. I have other family members to this day whose words are the same to me. My father is a truck driver, so he wasn't home much. But when he was in our lives, I remember as a young girl the emotional abuse I got from him. Crushing my dreams, calling me stupid, belittling me, etc. The physical abuse, especially when he was drunk or belittling my mother's self-worth, my oldest sister, and I were always the one getting in the middle of the arguments and taking a beating to protect the family that we were born into this world. My mother has a heart of a lion. As a young girl, over time, I saw my father and her mother doubt her self-worth. My father has his favorite daughters, just like my mom's mom has her favorite grandkids. At a young age, my parents did the best they knew how to do in raising children. As a young girl, I questioned my confidence, my belief in myself, my success, my talents, my existence in life. People say you can only lose the life if you can shoot somebody, health condition, or stab them to death. True to an extent, you can also kill a soul or a life with just your words. The actions that people do to others and even a memory can trigger to give away our wings. There are so many scenarios in which you can you, you can lose your wings. I've seen people in their life who gave their wings back through suicide, a gunshot, drug or alcohol abuse, a stab, a simple chicken race, a simple remembrance of the past, etc. It all started from a simple sentence, a dare, a scandal, a choice, etc. Remember what it is important about your wings. Your wings are unique. They are wounded and not perfect. But wounds heal and no one's wings are perfect. Are you ready to give up your power? The healing process takes time, patience, support, a different mindset, and determination to heal. You need to forgive the people who wounded your wings. Forgiving others is not only for them, but for you. Your wounds will become scars and you gain your strength and power you've lost over time. Most importantly, you need to forgive yourself. Why? We are our worst enemies. At the beginning of healing, embracing your light, your wings can put fear in your heart at times. This quote that I read in Marian Williamson's book, Return to Love, helped me on my journey. I loved it, even before it became, uh, even before it came out on the movie Coach Carter. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. You get your power back over time with patience, forgiveness, peace, a new perspective, and through trying to find your way again. It's like telling your heart to beat again over and over through every wound in your wings. 
I have no favorite song really, but when my wings are wounded by life, I listen to Tell Your Heart to Beat Again by Danny Golke. Now, I had listened to this song many times over a year before. I heard this story behind the song. This pastor talked about the surgeon into allowing him to be in the corner of the room while the surgeon performed open heart surgery. The heart surgeon had done everything right for the procedure, but the heart didn't want to start on its own. The surgeon bent down to the patient's ear and said, Miss Johnson, this is your surgeon. The operation went perfectly. Your heart has been repaired. Now tell your heart to beat again. Once the surgeon said those words, the heart started to beat on its own. How powerful is that? When I heard this story, I realized that this is what happened to me. And this is why it took me so long to find my wings, my, which my heart, especially after I lost my little sister. My wings were not healed. My heart was still broken. I was still in a coma. As a kid, I was bullied by family, strangers and kids because of the way that I looked, how I talked, my thought process and my actions. When I was in junior high, my half-brother tried to rape me, and I got a knife and protected myself. When I was 17, I just barely graduated. My uncle had been drinking. Since he was drunk, I had to pick him up, and in the car, he tried to do something to me. I had a pocket knife with me, and I pulled it out and told him not to touch me. only person who took my confidence away from me was a guy who I met at a friend's house my freshman year of college. See, with every single incident, for example, my half-brother, I would try and tell my parents and my parents wouldn't listen. My uncle tried to hurt me. He got out of the car first and told my parents that I had put a knife to his throat, but didn't tell them why. So when I walked to the house, I got lectured and was given all this craziness. I tried to explain why. They had already heard his side of the story and didn't want to hear me. And then with a the boy who actually did hurt me, My friends didn't even believe me because the guy whose place it happened at liked him. And when I was trying to tell him what happened, he said, no, you're lying. I told him that I wasn't lying. Our friendship ended right there. It was very hard for me when you're hurt like it's being robbed in your house. When you're hurt like that, it's like being robbed in your house. That's when that happens. They rob you of your confidence and your self-esteem. It's very hard to get all of that back. You start doubting yourself. You think that you're worthless, all kinds of things about yourself that's not even true. Then you start feeling guilty and wondering why it happened to you. My little sister, Billie Jean Selena Coronado, was 16 years old when she died from a rare blood disorder. It was heartbreaking to lose our special needs girl who lit up the world with her smile. Her death literally killed my family, especially my mother. Everyone grieves in their own way. After her death, I became literally a soulless person. The last thing that she said to me was, I want to go stay with you. I want to be with you. And I was not there for her. She's going to stay with me for the weekend. She wanted me to go and pick her up that Friday night. I told her that I couldn't stay because I was really tired and I'd just come home from a double shift at work. I told her that I would get her Saturday morning instead. That night, I could not sleep. I don't remember what time it was, but I ended up getting up from the bed. I arrived at my parents' house about five or six o'clock in the morning. At that time, it was about a two and a half hour drive from where I lived to my parents' house. When I got there into the living room to sit down, my other sister came in and was like, she's not breathing. I said, what? Sister said, yeah, she's not breathing. Everybody in the household that was in there that day was freaking out except for me. 
That's just how I've always been. I've never been one to panic or anything like that in those situations. I just react and say to myself, okay, what do I have to do? I picked her up. She was bleeding from the, her gums, which is something that her disorder would do from time to time. She was bleeding so much that the blood went down her throat and she's literally suffocating on her own blood. We took her to the hospital, but it was a small town hospital, so we had to fly to her to the nearest hospital. My mom couldn't go on the airplane because she's heavyset and her weight was over the limit. I went with my little sister instead. It was my first time on an airplane. My other sister was too young at the time. My other sister asked me to go on the airplane. At that time, people were pandering me, asking me why did I have to go. I told them that my sister needed me and I didn't have time for this. She didn't make it. Her disorder made her bleed too much and a blood vessel ended up bursting in her brain. It took a toll on me. I was a very mean girl, angry at the world, and a soulless person, mad at God. About six years ago, I moved to another place and I started believing myself again, believing in God again. I've always been that kind of woman to where I will not show how I'm feeling. I'll put a smile on even if I'm going through hell, and it's good, but at the same time, it's okay to share with others and say, hey, this is what happened, and I tell them that others didn't hear you out, that they may not have heard you out, but someone else will, and then at this point in her interview, um, I asked Robin, I um, I asked her, it says here, Jasmine, <laughs> how do you find the strength to be soft and be vulnerable and to glow with self-love and self-life after so many people have hurt you? And then Robin replied back to me, by the grace of God, it took a long time to fix my wounds, a lot of time working on loving myself, trying to love myself again with all the scars. I've made it on my body and soul to feel confident again and bring back the joy and the soul back into my life is very hard. I had to do a lot of meditation with myself. I had to change my mind at the positive mode. I had to learn how to trust again. I had to dig dig deep down and forgive people, including myself. I had to confront some people from my past. This past year, I confronted my parents with attempted rapes, and my dad asked me why I didn't tell him. I told him that I did try and tell him, but that he didn't want to listen. I asked him, how do you think I felt as the young woman who needed her father, not only once, but twice? And my father was not there for me, and he believes other persons, other people's versions of me. My father talks a lot about money, and honestly, I'm one of the only children that my parents haven't really helped much. My younger years, I've always helped them because I felt obligated to, even if it left me in the streets. And certain heritage, you have to do that, or the parents may put you in a guilt trip situation. I don't judge because I don't have a right to judge other people's lives in this world. I'll always be blunt with makeup, but I'll always be blunt with people. So I don't know where I got makeup from. <laughs> but over time, I've learned when my words are powerful, when silence is powerful. There are things I've done I'm not proud of. I'm not perfect. And I tell people that I'm not perfect and to think that I'm, and to not think that I am because I'm totally not. I am imperfect. The only time to be perfect is when I go with my Heavenly Father. I've shared this with my friends and with strangers as well, but another thing that can happen in certain heritages is that you can get thrown into marriage. My parents always tried to play matchmaker with me in our life after graduation and used to ask me, why can't you be in love with this person? I didn't really notice it until I went to the big city and away from my small town. When I did this, I learned a lot about other people and I realized that just it wasn't just me. Um... 
And then I told her, so it says, Jasmine, I totally know what you're talking about. If I could interject for a minute, you're right. We have Mexican heritage. We have Asian heritage. We have black heritage. But so often we're not told about our goddess heritage. And our goddess heritage is that we are radiant. We are beautiful. We are imperfect. And as goddesses, we are uniquely different and also special. And if from the moment we were born, we were taught about our goddess heritage and we were taught that divine hands made us, that this energy in this form that our body is contained in has never ever walked this earth before or will, and we're uniquely special, that's when I think our self-love can become our self-glow because so often we're brought up with our Mexican heritage, with our African-American heritage, etc. And that's a beautiful thing to have but it's our goddess heritage that's the one we really were meant to walk on. Yes, Robin said back to me, it's to know that you are not only full of love, but that you are also loved by others too. And whatever, and when we have no obligation to be perfect whatsoever, you have to be patient as well too. Like I said earlier, it does take time to get your wings healed or if you lose them to get them back. It's just life. And for me, what it, what is in my heart, I carry with my wings. It's my life, my heart, and my soul guided by God. I've seen life been taken away from me right in front of my eyes. I was also told I cannot give life at a very young age. When I was 17 years old, the doctor found traces of cervical cancer that was barely starting off. They told me that they wanted to test on me. did all of this by myself. I never told any of my family members or any of my friends for over a year. For years, I didn't want people to feel pity for me. And when I tell people, they say, oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. How did you do that? And if I tell them that honestly, I don't know, all I know is that I would go and they would, and I would just be sitting there thinking, okay, if you need to take me, then just go ahead and take me. Quit trying to. I felt like so much was being put onto me between the life that I had because of my parents' mistakes and my half-brother's mistakes. Why do I have to pay for somebody else's wrongdoing? Some people might be like, oh, you don't really pay for it. But no, you actually do. People go after the ones you love in life. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was very angry and soulless, I did a lot of things I'm not proud of. And in me trying to get back my wings, I had to go back and confront that and tell people I'm sorry and ask for their forgiveness. Sometimes people say, you did what? And I would say, yeah, you didn't know that. And they would tell me no. I would apologize and tell them that I was truly sorry and explain that it was a time that I was going through a dark stage. And I hope they could forgive me. But if not, I understand that I had to come forward with this for me. I encounter people still family members who criticize others' beauty, and I say in a respectful way what is on my mind. Some people, family members, will say, I'm just joking. I tell them there's a way to joke about somebody's beauty. Um, at this point, says Jasmine, I tell her, because beauty is not a joke. Yes, Robin says, and I tell them just because you're unhappy does not give you authority to take my unhappiness just because you're unhappy does not give you the authority to take my unhappiness away. Yes, I agree with her. And that's really their insecurity showing anyway. It's like, I don't have to wear that, the insecurities. That alpha doesn't look sexy on me. If you're not happy in that, then why would I want to put that on? Exactly, Robin says. It's just little things like that. It's taken me over 20 years. Honestly, it's been the whole 32 years I've been here. 
I was supposed to die four times more. For example, when I was first born, I couldn't wait to see the world. My doctor was late because he was out jogging. My parents joke around with this, but I literally just wanted to come out. My mom said that whenever they were moving her from the wheelchair to the bed, or something along those lines, the nurse was at the corner of the bed telling my mother to slowly push, to push slowly. I apparently helped her pushing with my feet, so I ended up flying out and sliding down the delivery stretch table, and then nurse caught me. My mom always tells the story with my friends, and I'm like, really, mom? You can't just show pictures of my butt or something? <laughs> She's like, no, let's just start, the, let's start them off with how you came flying out when you were born. Haha, <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> Are there any last words? Or what do you think would be the greatest secret for women to know when it comes to finding their glow? You were born to glow, Robin says. So embrace the real you. I'm going to repeat that. You were born to glow, so embrace the real you. Stay in a positive mindset. Remind yourself when your wings are wounded to tell your heart to beat again. And in that moment, when you think you're ready to give your wings away and stop glowing, ask yourself, why are you ready to give your wings away? There needs to be a lot more of us gorgeous souls in this life. We are not in it alone. It's us against the world so rise like a phoenix my beauties and then at the end rob and i we literally said this at the same time um holding hands as sisters rising as queens and that's kind of tagline to robin's entire business is reimagine beauty and for you when you think about all these episodes of i'm along with me through lingerie and all these kind of avenues of podcasts taken together what happens when you reimagine yourself as lingerie, right? What happens to that lingerie collection that's behind this door? I've been completely upfront, honest, and vulnerable. Girl, I opened up the lingerie collection, opened up the, the secret door, found out was inside in terms of my lingerie collection, and um, I don't even know what to do with this lingerie piece. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm taking a moment to... Get away, step back, come down. I will be on the email list. Um, so the Goddess Handbook is how you get the email list. The book, Your Sparkles Inside of You, is how you can read Robins and along with so many other stories. But imagine, I mean, your experience, but Robin's experience as well. I've, it had been, from the beginning, you were the lace, you were pure lace right? You were from the lingerie collection of the goddesses, right? Like my favorite part and the part I highlighted when she said was like, oh, there's so many favorite parts. We really connected with our siblings because we, we understood that about each other, right? Um, when she said though, like tell your, well, not, not any favorite part, there's so many favorites, I can't pick one, but the one I had highlighted, the other is when you tell your heart to beat again. But we shouldn't have to. Because when you go super deep, we shouldn't have to, because we shouldn't live into a, live in the world where it's necessary, even though it is. But also knowing that the deepest point of our lingerie, there's a goddess heartbeat that's already beating in your body, you know? Allow this heartbeat to breathe life into your lingerie. I've shared this in another podcast episode, but one of the last stories in here, 
Um, actually, I think I moved it up, but I love the way it tied. So I had um, my, it was so insane. When I arrived in Texas, my manager at the Texas store, Masana, she actually had a similar story of packing up everything and completely redesigning her life and moving. And she, you know, ended up in Texas as well. And she wrote, um, wrote this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Let's see if I can. I know for this last episode, I have like so many different stories in here. Um, but while I look for it, okay, so this is the second to last one. Um, I had found this piece of lingerie at, when I was looking for pictures to update my website with because I'm now at the phase where I'm, um, I'm sure you can hear, it's, it's more to this lace and lingerie and what's underneath it, right? Once I realized that we were never hurt for our bodies, we were never hurt for our lingerie, but we're hurt for what's underneath it. And even watching the video back of this recording, I can see this soft energy that I'm creating just when I speak. Like, wow, like, and I want to keep this, not anti-missile, I'm trying to keep this last episode as gone as I can. But I saw this piece of lingerie and I sent it to... Um, both an associate, Courtney, um, one of my other girlfriends, and we had this amazing connection where we like, realized that, like, your body's already lingerie. <laughs> it's not you don't have to do anything. You don't have to take extra protein shake. You don't have to run an extra mile. You're just, only your body's already lingerie. And it's one, um, and I had seen this, this picture, and I saw this, um, yeah, the same picture of this bra that we had so many of us sent to us at the at the outlet at the store. And we were like, oh my goodness, like we're going to do with this bra, I'm going to sell it. I'm like, this bra looks so ugly. Like why was the price point originally so high on it? Because at the outlet, everything sold for cheaper. The price point was originally high. And I looked and I looked at what it originally looked like on when I found this picture. And I was like, Sorry, I'm not explaining it well. So I found a royalty-free picture. I was looking for pictures on my website. It was a picture of a bra that we had literally seen like hundreds of at the outlet. And I never understood the way the bra was supposed to be worn. I thought it was the ugliest bra until I saw a picture of what it looked like on. And like customers, everyone would just like avoid this bra. Ladies, when I say this bra, I was like, if I knew what that bra would look like on, I would have bought... I literally would have bought, like, I was like, give me 10 of them. I was about to say 100, but give me 10 of them. Like, it looked amazing on. And I kind of think that's the same thing with underneath the lingerie. There's this, I say exotic frequency, but it's really also it's just a softness. When I look at the energy I'm creating, it's just a softness. And the problem is, is that when you heal into it in this world, like, it's kind of like how I work out. And I wear dresses, but because I work out and I wear dresses, the dress looks differently on my body. And I get slutshamed a lot for it. The same thing with healing. Um, I know you're like, Jasmine, why are you harping on this? Um, 
And I just think because I'm a real person, it hurts. But the biggest thing is because I've always assumed I was ugly because of how people treated me. Entirely always assumed I was ugly. And I think that's why I do share a little part of the story. Some because I shouldn't talk to a girlfriend, but I, I, and I never questioned it. I never questioned the way people treated me. I never questioned, and like the stuff is horrific. It's not just me playing victim. It's out of the box horrific. And now I'm older, I can see it as that. But the entire time growing up, I never questioned it. I never set boundaries around my worth. And I thought I deserved it. And I just knew I was ugly. I knew I was worthless. Because it's the same treatment that I got from everyone. To the point now where I literally just want to hide. Because I'm so different than even a place where I currently live. You would think, oh well, in the place you live now, in California, in this section of LA, they've got to accept people who are weird and different. No. I'm so weird and different that even when I got here, and I showed up as myself, you know, I'm not scared of myself, believe it or not. I'm not scared of myself, so I don't give that order to my body, but I showed up as myself. I'm often in pain, and I, I can't hide that. My body does hurt, but I still smile, put my lipstick, I still put on my high heels. But the problem is that this frequency that I have under within my body in Texas, what I healed into, it's demonized. It's treated worthless, so we don't see our beauty. It's the bra that's crumpled up, it originally had a price tag on it, but unfortunately has been set to the price tag of the goddesses. But at one point was that 15 billion fantasy bra, which leads me into honest story. And at any point, you know, I'm going into to the last kind of horror, but this is, it's a full lingerie closet. You know, I remember I once told Miss Masana, like, you know, what if we all have lingerie collections of ourselves? This is a full lingerie closet. So the quote I highlighted with her is, I work for a brand that believes in empowering the customer internally and externally to be sexy, sophisticated, and forever young. I get to build careers, share my knowledge, and help unleash inner goddesses for countless people. It was all due to understanding what I needed first before I could truly help others. And then this is what she wrote. I didn't quite find my voice and my strength until August of 2010. I long since graduated from college and struggled with finding my place in terms of career and my personal life. I was with my boyfriend at the time, eight years around that time, living in Fort Worth, managing a shoe store. I moved to San Diego, back home to Austin, then to Fort Worth, all in a matter of three years. I was spinning my wheels and become increasingly frustrated, both personally and professionally. This created tremendous heartache and questioned a lot of different things. One night, I put together a list of things that I wanted, things that I thought would make me happy. There was not one single thing on that list that I was currently doing, nor around the people that made me happy, my family. I made the decision to quit my job without having another one lined up. I told my boyfriend that we were going home. I didn't share with him that when we got home, I intended to break up with him because I wanted to ensure a smooth transition back home with finances and other things. I left the company I'd been with off and on since the beginning of college and combined total of 10 years. It was comfortable and I felt like I did make a difference in people's lives, but it wasn't fulfilling, nor did I see myself going anywhere. We packed up everything that August and headed back home to Austin. It was so nice being in my bed in my parents' home. 
That first night, I knew I had made the right decision. I took the first step in empowering myself to get what I wanted. I drafted an email as I do my best in communication through writing to my boyfriend, telling him why I wanted to end a relationship. I didn't feel that he was growing without me. I didn't, sorry, I didn't feel that he was growing with me. I said, read that wrong. I felt that we wanted different things. Looking back, it was cliche stuff, but it still mattered. That very next morning, I proceeded to work diligently on my resume and set it out to every possible opportunity that intrigued me, no matter the qualifications. I wanted something that would challenge me and that would inspire me, that would allow me to influence and help people. I saw Victoria's Secrets hiring did not apply. It was the outlet that held me back was the thought of a holiday at the outlet where we would be open over 24 hours. That thought was so daunting. I applied at so many other places, so many places excited about the possibilities. I talked with my mom over the years of that week, and she mentioned that she saw the Victoria's Secret posting. She encouraged me to go for it because the job detail was all the things I enjoyed doing. I applied, and it was the quickest turnaround ever. As working my first day, by the end of that next week, I never even missed a paycheck. I have to say that, quick interject with my own faith testament. As I transferred from store to store, from Maryland to Texas, back to Maryland, back to Texas, to Florida, never missed a paycheck the entire time. <laughs> um, going back into this, all in the course of a month, I completely turned my life upside down and shook it up because I was not happy with the direction it was going. I completely cleaned the slate. It was the best decision I ever made. I continued furthering my personal happiness by getting Awning Harmony, where my husband found me. We've been together for over eight years now, married for six years this year. We're raising our third, our, sorry, we're raising our three-year-old daughter. Another interjection. I met her. She is the cutest, cutest, cutest little thing. <laughs> I work for a brand that believes and empowering the customer internally and externally to be sexy, sophisticated, and forever young. I get to build the careers and share my knowledge and help unleash inner goddesses for countless people. It's all due to understand what I needed first before I could truly help others. On it. So that's um, was my manager's gorgeous thing. And when I sent her pictures of that bra that I'd found, I was like, I can't believe it looks like this on. She's like, you know what? I, felt, I thought the same thing about a bralette the other day. And she told me, like, sometimes... You have to breathe life into the lingerie. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to breathe life into the lingerie. It's <laughs> so easy to be like, Jasmine, all these things, all these all these stories. And it's like, um, like why is it so hard for you to? And, and one day, perhaps, I'll, I'll share the full story. But I don't think I ever will. Um, but yeah, I remember... Rachel was actually in this book has got the sparkles inside of you as well. Um, but this, what she said, this part isn't, but she was walking out of the store one day and God told her, look at this sign. It was the day that she first got the job because she needed to dispute her kids and she magically got it and she started working the first day, which never happened. It tells you it was true miracle from him. And she heard him say, look at the sign. And he said, she looked at the sign, she, she saw the word Victoria's Secret. She said, he told her, you see the words Victoria's Secret. I have made you victorious. Victoria's Secrets are inside of you, and the victory has been won. And then later in the car, when she got in the car and she trapped up, she heard Jesus say, you fight from victory, not for it. Now, I've kind of found that 
her name actually wasn't Victoria. Her name was Ashura, and she is your body. There's um, Rachel also, one day when my car broke down, both Courtney and Rachel would take turns giving me car rides, and Miss Anna even did. She, like, I lived completely the opposite direction, and she came and she picked me up. Miss Maria would come and pick me up. I remember Black Friday, all the dick girls would come, and they, like, pick me up, and, um, you know, my mom was sending money for Uber, and there was times when I would literally walk hours because I couldn't afford the full Uber ride. Um, so walk for hours and take the rest of the trip to work. And um, but one day, Rachel was like, "Hey, do you have to go straight home, or can I take you somewhere?" I was like, "Yeah, I would love to go somewhere. I would love to to go to this to this place." She's like, "Okay, I have to show you this." And so she took me to an aquifer. I cannot pronounce it right. Aquifer? Aquifer? So, no, I'm not. I apologize. I know I'm not saying it right. So what an aquifer is, it's water. I've probably talked about this in the podcast before, but it's water underneath this rock, right? And it's been there for a very, very long time. Like, I don't remember, I think it might have been millions, but we'll just say tens, hundreds of thousands, not even millions of years. And she's like, I'm going to show you where this water comes through as we're, as we're driving to this origin point. And so she looked, and so she's pointing out to me this big lake, and then there's ponds, there's rivers, there's streams. It's all the streams that turned into these creeks. Apologies if anyone's into water, you know how things actually work. And I said it wrong, but it creeks. And she takes me, we park the car, and she's like, all this water that you see? comes from this tiny little point and we go up to the bottom of this huge hill that's underneath these trees and you look down and right underneath the bottom of this mountain-like hill you see this this little small not even a cave but this little small opening and there's drops of water falling down one drop two drops three drops one drop two drops three drops one drop she's like this is actually this water is coming down coming up from underneath the ground that's where it's come it's been trickling do you see how much this really resonates with my own transformation which I know is hard to believe kind of just think about about Avengers I think if I ever share with them I'll be like just imagine something about, about the Avengers and never really say what it's really like girl let me tell you so that's the same thing with this glow that I've been talking about in my body right trickling 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 and what happens is as you heal you remove this mountain as you heal all these other lingerie collections come up i was speaking with another um so she was actually in the book she's in the book here as well your spiral's inside of you but she's not even a pseudonym because i want to give them the freedom to have that and um we had a really personal conversation, so I'll keep that private. I'll just share what I said to her, just one statement I said to her. And I was like, sometimes you need to put down your wings and be lace. And repeat that. Sometimes you need to put down your wings and be lace. You know? And right now I'm sitting here homeless lace, and I'm like, I don't understand this lace. I don't understand how to wear it, connect with it, breathe in it, but I know when I do, 
Yes, people slut shame me. Yes, they start jacking off on me. They start jerking off me. Yes, I buy tremendous pain. But there's something about this place that even though I feel so cut off from it, I feel more like me. It's kind of like when I cam model, which I know I haven't talked about a whole lot. But even with that, it's really making me think of like, so what am I shutting myself off from exploring because of society? What about it about eroticism? What people sometimes call sexual energy have been demonized? And like, what's me? What's my body's comfortable with? Where are lines that are drawn by society? And who do I get to be if I don't have lines in my body? Right? If I don't have a pattern, if I don't have a structure, if I don't have a label to my clothing. So who are you gorgeous without a label? That's why I've, I've love shifted. As much as I love feelings, that's why I love shifted to this whole lingerie because I, I've loved asking women, especially in these latest podcast episodes, like, so if you were lingerie, what would you be? Who would you be? Then how can you live that? every single day, right? I have these three things on my planners. Um, it's actually a really cool tracker. They're set in circles and it's like divided up so you can mark it off in circles. And the first is seduction. Seduction goes to your diet. So did you use your diet your nutrition plan away where it seduces your body while creating, would it not just seduce your body, but like, was it seducing? Was it seductive to your most sensual body, essentially? Did you stick to your diet in a way that was seductive to your most sensual body? And then the middle one, lust. Did you dress in a way that was lustful to your body? And fantasy. And fantasy, I'll let you explore. I'll let you put the diamonds on it. I'll let you create yourself because that's the sexiest part about being a lingerie piece as a woman in your body. You know, um, I remember one of the Victoria's Secret models. um, I think Jasmine Tooks. I love her. She's so sweet. She was talking about how when she found out she was going to wear the Victoria's Secret fantasy bra. But another um, Victoria's Secret model said this too, and how the bra is literally modeled to her body. What happens when your lingerie piece is modeled to your body? For me, did I feel like a fantasy? No. But what if there could be a world where you would feel like a fantasy in your body? What if the transformation was like, oh, your body's changing? Okay, what does it need now? What can we give her? How can we celebrate her? How can we treat her like lace? How can we wear her like lingerie? And it's allowing yourself to really every day have that goal. I'm going to be a fantasy today. How much more freeing is that? That kind of reminds me of Tanya Lee when she always says one of my mentors completely changed my life um, with the way she thinks about her world. And I always think her as a pre-lingerie principles. But like, how can I be a fantasy today? So I just want to offer that to you. How can you be a fantasy today? And boy, we did a lot. Make up the chakras to deep dive work. <laughs> But hopefully every episode can be your own lingerie piece. So within this are your garter belts, 
The thinnest are your push-up bra, your unlined, your wireless, your strapless, your bodysuit, your robe. Look at every episode as a piece of lingerie. And I want to thank you um, for shopping my lingerie closet. Thank you for your time and celebrate you being lingerie. Love you. And again, our Goddess Robin's links are below. So go see her reimagine your beauty. Um, even if you don't live in Texas, I know that she does do Zoom calls, um, walks you through with like online consultations as well. So, you know, she reimagines people's beauty um, in a new way. So, and thank you to every single soul, man and woman, because I know men have for this podcast as well. Thank you for being protectors of this podcast. Thank you, women, for spending champagne. Thank you for my GBTQ plus IA community for just supporting and, and like lifting up. Thank you to Mother's community for supporting. Thank you for spirituality. Like literally, regardless of what group you're coming from, thank you for just shopping this closet because this is the thing, baby. We're all some piece of lingerie. <laughs> Love you. Hey, gorgeous. So, you know, I normally have a PS to my episodes. And this one, I was like, oh, this really is the, I guess, the was the final champagne glass silhouette salute because I didn't have anything to add on. And then I realized that I have never told you about the best thing that happened to me in Texas and the worst thing that happened to me in Texas. So <laughs> this is not related to this episode at all. Um, but because I've talked about Texas so much on this podcast and my journey, um, and I was just watching a series of videos on YouTube. Whoever put this together is genius. They went through. Um, it's Willington Alvarez's YouTube channel, and they put together looks from Sex and the City. So, like, all right now, I'm watching all 137 Carrie's looks in Sex and the City. Before that, it was Samantha Jones' looks at Sex and the City. They have Miranda, and hopefully, they have Charlotte on here too. But it's so amazing because you get to like see all looks from Sex and the City. And then it reminded me of the best thing that ever happened to me in Texas. It's not even related to Texas at all, actually. <laughs> so the best thing that ever happened to me, you're not going to believe this, if you know Sex in the City, okay, is that on Instagram, I'm totally fangirl hell here girl here, but on Instagram, I got a reply back on Kim Cattrall. She plays Samantha Jones in Sex and the City. I had a reply back from Kim Cattrall on a post that she had put up. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Oh my goodness. And just... I know some of you might be like, what about the others? Might really understand what I'm saying. Like, oh, I don't even know if it was a pieback. I think it was she liked it. No, I think she replied back. I just remember running into the store and being like, Courtney, 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 Kim Cattrall, 
she replied back to my comment. She liked my comment. She actually saw it. Um, I just didn't apply it with hearts, but ah, can we just feel the shivers? Just the, the tingling. So that was the best thing. I was watching Sex and the City. I'm like, oh my goodness, I never share with the podcast that Kim Cattrall herself liked my comment on her Instagram. Um, and what she liked it for was super, super deep. So I'm going to keep that part personal um, because <sighs> well, no, I think I'll kind of share it. So her and I, we lost our brothers in completely different ways in the same month. Um, which is insane. And I never knew that because while I like watch things and I follow people, I don't like read about their everyday lives. Cause I don't like feel like I have a right to that. You know what I mean? Um, but just as a person, whenever I sit down to do my business, whenever I've like looked through just how to carry yourself to me, Samantha Jones, Kim Cattrall, she is the Aphrodite. She literally poured in and something to a character at a time that no one was ever doing it. Unfortunately, she paid really hard for it in personal life. But she, like when I say she embodies, when I like go to do my business, I want to be Samantha Jones. That's part of like my task to take away from the podcast is like, okay, so I have to be a PR person like Samantha Jones for this. But the deepest, sexiest part about Samantha Jones is that Kim Cattrall is her own person behind it. That's not Samantha Jones. So I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah, that was the best thing. Um, and I actually, I had taken a picture of of the whole thing on my phone and saved it to my private Instagram. And now I don't think I have access to either one. Yeah. I'm going to silence. Okay. So that was the good thing. Now the, the other thing you probably, you should just end the podcast now and stop listening because <laughs> the other, the worst thing, the worst thing that happened to me in Texas was getting my bikini waxed, getting a Brazilian by this lady. And I really want to say the name of this wax place, but I won't, I won't. Um, I want to just, Oh, I really want to say her name, but I won't. So everyone, everyone in San Marcos goes to get a wax by this lady. Everyone. And her waxes, I don't know, I remember if they were $25 or $29. I know you're going to be like, Jasmine, what, the, what in the world you actually got? Like, if I, why would you even get a Brazilian? Don't worry. For all those years I lived there, which wasn't a whole lot of years, but for all those months I lived there, I was like, no, 
if it's a $25 Brazilian wax or $29 Brazilian wax, whatever it was, like there's got to be a catch to it. That doesn't happen, right? In Maryland, the waxes are 50, 55, 75. I hate the stereotype, but like a lot of times it's like, I say that's such bad. I probably shouldn't say it's like a lot, a lot of the people I meet are from Russia or something like that. But, um, hopefully that's okay to say, and I don't mean bad by it. And yes, I would go see someone who's not Russian, but let's just to say that I went and I saw, I had been staying away from this lady that people have been raving. Everybody, everybody, everybody who's anybody goes to see this lady. And I know it might sound a little bit weird, but a way that I've always kept myself in line and from taking, whether or not I'm taking care of my, my body, this means my relationship with my bikini line. Sounds strange, I know, but it's the last part of your body that you're aware of. So if I'm in a shower, I kind of programmed myself, I've been doing this for years, to just kind of look down. And then I know if, I know bushes are in, trust me, I know. <laughs> and now to cam model, I know bushes are definitely in. Um... And I actually can do cam modeling with my bikini line looking the way it is, which let me explain. I used to be super embarrassed about my bikini line, right? Because this is a personal shame, but because I waxed and then without knowing it, I shaved. This was years ago. And so my bikini line is all bumpy. Plus I have chocolate skin that sometimes darkens. So it's darker. It's all bumpy. I used to hate my body for that. Now, I now know that the bumps are on top of the most gorgeous goddess-like body. And I know that now. Didn't know that forever. So I was really embarrassed. And um, for those of you, I'm not quite sure where, I know I mentioned this, like one of the episodes with Kara, but originally I had two piercings. So I had my Victoria's Secret or VS piercing. That's the one on my clit. Um, vertical clitoral hood. And then I had what's called a Christina or Venus piercing, which you can actually go into really deep in it because, um, the Venus piercing and the Christina piercing, it used to be the only woman of a certain anatomy could get that piercing, which is really ties into everything this podcast is. This whole idea that only woman of a certain anatomy carry the frequency. And now, cause I got the pierce, both piercings twice. So now that the way that Venus piercings are now pierced, I believe more women can get them on their body. Just that the way I believe more women can wear the frequency of the original sex goddess in the world within their bodies. Um, you know me, always going deep and going back up. But let's rewind to me going to get this wax. So before I moved to Texas to Florida, that was a one week thing. Like everything happened super, super fast. Shout out for Miss Anna for understanding. She made the call. She's like the same way that you came to me um, because my boss, Vicki and um, Maryland had like done the nicest changeover for me, like roll the red carpet. And Miss Anna was like the same thing that you came to me. I'm going to come, I'm going to do for you. And so she did it. And when I got to Florida, they were the sweetest, nicest, um, and they weren't like that natch. I know they would have been either way, but they were super excited because of the way their car carpet had been rolled out for me. Um, and I actually met 
one of the best coaches ever, 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 ever had in Florida. And I don't think I've ever talked about it. Um, just because it was so private and so deep. But let me go, let me go back to this bikini wax because girl, you'll not believe what happened to me. So my roommate who's also been on this podcast, Deb, she also goes to this lady. And so I was like, okay, before I leave Texas, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to come back here. So I'm going to just get this bikini wax thing. I know it sounds weird to do this as you're moving and doing stuff. So I call lady and my roommate warned me. She's like, she's usually busy. She doesn't have a secretary, but you know, she'll, she'll be able to see you. And so she did. And she called me back to change the appointment to a different time. Like, yeah, no problem. Then we just explain the backstory. On the same day that I had it, I discovered that one of my um, other VS angels, Jen, who so funny because um, she lives in Maryland, but she just happened that very day. Her and her fiance just happened to be there, and. Um, Texas and she called me from the fitting room of my store. It was so insane. And so I was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And you know, I, we both had these few days where we see each other. So I'm going to meet her, her fiance and her mom. Um, and I mean, I call her my jeweled princess. She's so sweet because she connected me with her parents. Her parents took me out to dinner. Like her mom likes back extra time with me. And I think we, yeah, we even went out to lunch another time. And cause I got some kind of award. Uh, yeah, I got, I guess I got a magazine or something. Yeah. It was a magazine for getting, um, for being with the company. I was in the company the total of seven years. And I think after five years, they give you a gift. So anyway, so I was rushing to get there, but I had this appointment. It was in the morning, so I went to go to this appointment to get my bikini wax girl. So I get there. There's no receptionist. There's a line out there. I remember it did warm, and she's like, a lot of times she runs late, so she was running super late. Tell me why. Tell me why. I get back there. I'm laying on my back. I finally get back there. She apologizes. I'm like, no problem. This lady, she was not focused at all. Like, first off, she was going off because while she was waxing me, I really wish she hadn't been doing this. Someone called and because she's never a receptionist, I didn't realize that she waxes and takes calls. Like, I wish I could have just gotten up, but like it was too late. I'm already there. You know, you're in a weird position. Your knees are folded up next to your freaking ears and there's hot wax on your vagina like what are you gonna do so she's she's someone calls and asks her if she's wearing masks because it's just when stores had opened up so this lady is all upset that someone called i'm like well i understand that everyone has a different thing about masks but if this person's calling around to see if people are wearing masks then that's a completely different thing and she's being respectful of you but she's also being respectful of her so she really wasn't focused on top of that, she was completely unprofessional because she was like, when she saw my bikini line, she's an esthetician. Her first reaction was like, Ooh, I've never seen this before. What happened to you? How did you get like that? Ooh, like I've never seen anything like it. And she treated like she literally treated 
me like I was the most disgusting thing on earth because my bikini line is messed up. And she was like, and mind you, I have been ashamed of that ever since I did it to myself. It's kind of like my boobs and why I want a boob job because they started sagging after competing. You gain weight, you lose weight. So the girls kind of lose their shape and I wanted them to be super like perky before I kind of did that to them. So, but at that moment, even though she was like pegging me down from a bikini line, I felt proud and I decided that my bikini line is the most gorgeous thing on earth. And I just decided like she's sexy and she's beautiful and like I've loved my bikini line on another level since that moment. So I gained that. But then, like I said, just going off about this person wearing a mask, I'm like, dang, this is hurting more than it usually is, right? And I guess it's because I wax some, but then when it gets really close to it, then I, you know, not, I don't shave it, but I like trimmed it, trimmed the spot around my piercing. I had told her, just leave the landing strip, leave the piercings alone, right? Like just leave the piercings alone because the VCH or the Victoria's Secret piercing, you can take out, but the Christina piercing, you have to leave in or the Venus piercing leave in. Wait, have I told this story? Maybe I've told this story. So anyway, I'm on my back, right? And she's ripped. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. And she's like, it's because you had that part that you trimmed. So like, it wasn't normally waxed. So it's going to be virgin of the pool. That's what she said. I'm like, why is this hurting more? You know, I can take pain. And all of a sudden she's like, whoopsie. I'm like, whoopsie? What do you mean whoopsie? I look, girl, tell me why my piercing is hanging off of the waxing strip. I kid you not. It's hanging off of the waxing chip. She ripped the my piercing off of my clit. I could have ended up in the hospital. I told two of my other girlfriends, esthetician later, and they were furious. And then she still charged me. Like, oh my gosh. And it was so big. Like, I couldn't even get it back in. So it was a mess. It was a mess. I didn't end up seeing... My girlfriend was in from Maryland and her um, fiance and she was like, yeah, and her mom and, oh, and, and my boyfriend, my boyfriend's her dog, her little dog's my boyfriend. <laughs> um, we had, we go, we go about, we go way back, way back, way back. <laughs> I used to go over and visit her and like take her dogs for walk and stuff. Um, and she had surgery. So yeah, she was like a gasp, but like everyone's like, what? Oh my girlfriends were like, what in the world? So tell me why the ending of the night ended with my roommate gave me an ice pack. I'm literally sitting there with an ice pack over my vagina on the phone with the guy at the piercing suit. Like, what do I do now? And he's like, yeah, you can get it re-pierced. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I actually got more sensation because when you get your VC H pierced, it can numb you out. And I didn't realize that mine had because I was so sensitive to everything else. So I do get deeper feeling now. And initially, way back when I just wanted the Venus piercing and it was a piercer that wanted me to get the um, VCH pierced. And I was like, okay, they're cute. Yeah, I'll do it. Um... And actually healed me from a lot when I got it too. Like it made me feel beautiful and sexy and back on my body. And it's like, I love showing the piercing out to people. Um, well, I mean, I can't, 
but it's always funny in Cam. People are like, what is it that you have on? But it's like one of those things. When I say I love fear and the pierce not to people, it's not that I love, like, I don't walk around showing it. But, like, I think it's gorgeous personally. And I wish it wasn't so stigmatized because it's really beautiful that even on camera, I take off my clothes. I still have my hoop earrings, my stilettos when I feel like I need to wear stilettos. And I have my piercing and my little Christina piercing, my, like, Venus piercing. It's to my body. But, yeah, so that was the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened to me. The best thing was Kim Cattrall you know, messaging me back. The worst thing was getting my piercing ripped out. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I didn't even expect this to be a deep thing. Being everything is deep. It really is kind of deep that with the Venus piercings, it used to only be the one who had a certain anatomy could get that piercing. Um, and it's because you had to have enough space in your body to, in order to, to get through there. And now the way they pierce, I mean, I'm not a piercer, but I'm guessing more women could, could get it because the first time I got it, it was an L bar. And the second time we won't go into details why to get it twice, but the second time I got it, um, there wasn't even an L bar. It was, it's like literally just a little needle that's through. So I guess it used to be only certain women who carried their frequencies of the goddess. And now every woman on earth can. So leave it to me to take a bikini wax going wrong and turn it into a powerful goddess-like moment. <laughs> a moment of lingerie. But just so you know, when that Victoria's Secret lingerie falls on the floor, gorgeous. You won't believe the body that's there underneath your lingerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs>